Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of One Meal, One Workout. And I'm very excited about our guest tonight, and I will introduce her in just a moment. But before that, I will tell you who is not here, and that is Don Sullivan. Don had a conflict tonight and was able to be here, but we do have Mr. Mark Cockrell. Hey, Mark. Hi, Aaron. How are, How are you? you doing? Seems like I haven't seen you in forever. It's been at least like a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're excited to be here tonight. I, 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 um, our guest, I stumbled across, I didn't stumble across, it came into my email because I'm a subscriber, to Jennifer Swafford, It Sucks to Be Fat, who was a guest with us a few months ago um, on her blog. She does a weekly success story, I think. I think she does it every week now. And this particular person just uh, was one of her featured get um featured what's the word I'm looking for interviewees um a few weeks ago and her story was so impactful to me that i said i need to get this lady on and so we did and so with us tonight is julie mead say hello to everyone julie hello and um she said look at that she's so cooperative she's just so easy to work with <laughs> She's not like these smart like guys I normally work with. And I'll say hello, Julie, and they'll say hello, Julie. Uh, she's she's uh, she's been great to work with so far, and I'm excited to to let everybody hear her story. So, um, before we get too far into it, Mark, you know what I did after work today? You went and ran, right? I did. So I just wanted to mention, uh, remind everybody that I am training for a marathon on St. Patrick's Day, and it's not so that you'll feel bad for me or be impressed by me, but so that you can help me raise money for the American Cancer Society. So if you go to one meal and workout.com over on the right hand side, there's a little thing about sponsoring me. So what I'm trying to do is raise money um, for the American Cancer Society by getting people to sponsor me to run a mile of the marathon. And I'm not going to only run the miles that I have sponsors for. I'm going to run the whole thing one way or another. But uh, so you do have an opportunity to give some money to the American Cancer Society, uh, which is a great and worthy cause. And I would love for you to support me still got several miles available to support so um uh just jump over there to one meal and workout.com and uh, and click on the, the little link on the right about sponsor me and you can read all about it and find out about how you get a fancy fancy dancy t-shirt at the same time so mark is there anything exciting happening in your life before we start talking to julie that, that we need to talk about anything well, particular i just i just have a question by the way yeah. are there notes at all for this because i have there, there are no notes okay. this is a hundred percent off the cuff we're depending on Julie 100% for the content tonight. The entire weight of the show rests on her, her shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is this. It's, it's really directed at the world in general. Uh, okay. When I was a fat kid struggling to find foods that tasted good, and when I was a fat adult struggling to find foods that tasted good and were healthy, how come nobody told me about the wonder that is roasted broccoli? <laughs> that's, that's all I want to know. I, I could weigh seven pounds right now and be perfectly happy. Because it's, it's almost no fat, very low calorie, high in iron, and tastes freaking delicious. But nobody ever told me that. Yeah. I had, I, I've had, you know, we eat steamed broccoli quite a bit. Uh, I went somewhere not too long ago and had Mexican food. I had fajitas or something. I don't remember. And I got, the, I got a side dish of vegetables, and they brought me grilled broccoli. I never, they, they took the, the stalk, sliced it right down the middle. So that it had a flat side and just stuck it on the grill with the fajitas, and man, it was really good. I agree with you, Mark. I don't think I'd weigh seven pounds, but but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have chosen that as a good and healthy choice back in the day. 
Yeah, I don't know. Where did you stumble upon grilled broccoli? Well, I've I've been eating it for you know a while now, but it just occurred to me. Uh, I think actually you mentioned it uh, recently in a when conversation I we were having. We were talking about uh, how tastes have changed, and now you enjoy things that you didn't used to enjoy. Um, and tonight, when I was feasting on uh, corn on the cob, uh, a lean pork chop, a spinach salad, and roasted broccoli, and the whole meal was like six hundred calories, and I'm stuffed. Um, I was thinking, how come nobody ever told me about these awesome foods? that are really good, um, then don't have any calories in it, and people just don't know. So if only there was some sort of program, some sort of uh, institution out there that could tell you about great foods with low calorie content, that would be wonderful. Or if somebody were to connect a whole bunch of computers together and then create an engine where you could search them for healthy foods that taste good. (laughs) Yeah, really. All right, enough of that craziness. Julie, welcome to the show, to the craziness that is one meal and workout, and we're happy to have you here tonight. Thank you very much. So, like, like we talked about before, and uh, those that listen to the show regularly know, when I have one of our um, guests on, that uh, I, like one of our success stories, which I think you definitely are, I like you to kind of set the tone and, and, and share your life with us. They know me. They've heard me talk ad nauseum. They're tired of me. They're happy that I have a guest tonight. <laughs> They're like, I'm so glad Aaron has a guest. I don't have to listen to him ramble. And the same applies to Mark. Time six. He's on six podcasts. So um, they're very excited when we have a guest like you on the show. So I want you to feel free to just tell us your story and um, just start off and introduce yourself to the audience. Who is Julie Mead? What do you do? Where do you live? Not, you don't have to give us your address, but um, what, you know, what kind of things number? do you like to What's do? What's your blood type? Uh, What's your blood exactly? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay, I am 41. I am from Cleveland, Ohio, and I am a stay-at-home mom who does a lot of volunteering at my son's school. And um, I have been married for almost 15 years to my husband, who is British, who I met online about wow. 17 years ago. Um, and. I have lost over 320 pounds with the help of Weight Watchers. That's incredible. So would Weight Watchers be a program where they would tell you about good tasting foods that uh, are low in calories? (laughs) Yes, they would tell you that. That would be awesome. Now, my my wife is a stay-at-home mom also. We have a son, and I I know from reading your story on It Sucks to Be Fat, you have a son as well, right? Right. I have an eight-year-old. Eight-year-old, third grade. Does he speak with a British accent? He does not. Everybody asks that, but he uses a lot of British phrases that a lot yeah. of people don't normally use that I know what it means because I lived over there, but other people think it's weird. But Does he identify more with Phineas or Ferb? Ooh, <laughs> probably Phineas. That's a great question, Mark. Yeah, we, uh, I, Mark and I have a coworker that is engaged to a, a, a girl from Wales, and periodically he'll you know, call somebody a British um, derogatory word or say something like that. And I'm like, you know, you're not British, Kevin. <laughs> you're just marrying into the family. You're not really British. And he's like, I know, but I hear it all the time from Sam. Fiance, so. Oh, that's funny. Well, uh, so let's just jump back. Now, this has been, when did you start your whole journey? I started, I started when my son had just started four-year-old preschool, so 2008. I just decided I had I had been on Weight Watchers. I've been on every diet a million times. You know, every, right. I think everybody has tried it. I just 
um, had been really successful with Weight Watchers in the past. I had lost a good deal of weight, and um, then I had a personal setback that um, I had a, I miscarried, and it was really traumatic for me. And yeah. I just didn't think I, I didn't think it would have hit me as much as it did. And I ended up gaining most of the weight back. But then when my son was, I started that journey for him. I wanted to be a good mom and an active mom. I didn't want him to know the type of mom that I could see myself becoming. And when he was in four-year-old preschool, I joined again, I recommitted, and I, I felt so terrible physically that I just couldn't do it anymore. I just said I have to make a change. or I, I couldn't even stand for very long. My back hurt so much. So I just well, decided. That was it. I, I totally understand because it's it's funny because that was the same exact age that I that my my son was when I decided that I didn't want to be the dad, um, you know that I was going to be if I didn't because I was on the way downhill and I wasn't I was not getting healthier I was getting less healthy every year. Um, so so talk about you know you you you've already already said you lost over three hundred twenty pounds and and in I don't think you know you, you normally don't ask ladies about their weight. Um, but you, <laughs> you were willing to put it in uh, Jennifer's blog, so I think you'd be willing to share um, kind of what, what your weight, where you started was, so that people understand. Because um, if they can't see you right now in this video, I don't want them to think that you weighed 700 pounds, now you weigh 400 pounds. You know, I want to give them an idea of where you were and where you are now. So I was 458 pounds, I think, exactly. Um, and I probably, I'm st I've lost about... 320 and I think to be I'm still in my healthy weight range but right. I gained about 10 pounds over Christmas break and um, it wasn't my Christmas everything. break but it's my son's Christmas break that I ended up eating everything so I am still within my weight range but I'm probably more on the 145 150 than 140 which I was but right. that's it's kind of still you know under control it's just a little more than I thought it would be yeah. What a luxury to be worrying about 10 pounds. I know. I, and, you know, it's funny because I kind of decided that I had my grandmother die the day after Thanksgiving. And then Christmas, I just kind of thought, I'm just going to just do what I want and just eat what I want. And, and I baked and then ate as much Buckeyes as I ate. And, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> but now I regret it so much because it is so much harder not to get it off. So yeah. that was Christmas. And then since literally january 1st i was like this is it back to my normal clean eating ways but it's still hanging on it's so much harder to get it off now that i used to i used to make the opposite joke i would say i've lost 10 pounds it's that last nagging hundred that's holding on you know but you're right it is i i had a similar thing where i i lost um i lost about 170 pounds and then you know and i was exercising my exercise was running and then i got injured and in between not being able to run and, and being kind of PO'd at the world because I couldn't run, you know, and just being like, ah, and I just kind of ate sloppy and just put a few pounds back on and a few pounds back on. Well, now, now I'm out there and I'm kicking myself while I'm running. Like tonight, um, like I said before, training for the marathon, I had to run seven miles today and I'm out there. I should not be carrying this 20 pounds that I'm carrying right now. I had lost this 20 pounds once before and here I'm having to lose it again. I'm carrying four or five pounds of bags of sugar up this hill that I shouldn't be carrying. And so I think that's a word of encouragement for everybody is don't easily give up the gains that you've yeah. got. You know, um, be aware how easy it is to swing back the other way. 
it's the truth. And I mean, I, you know, I tried to complain about it to my workout buddy at the gym and she didn't really feel sympathetic to me because she was like, Oh, is your size four getting a little tight now? But I was like, it is to me now. Now that's a big issue because I got there and I don't want to leave there. And yeah, they are a little tight now. And you know, (laughs) Laying on the bed to snap my pants when before I had to wear a belt for the same pants and I, I don't want to do it again. So I'm trying, at least now I'm realizing I need to stop it. And I, you know, I'd stopped and, you know, I'm back to my normal ways. But for me, it's a little bit like a gate that once you open that gate a little bit and, you know, have a little bit of cheating, I cheat a lot. I just t- tend to go, well, I've already eaten a piece of pecan pie. Might as well have everything else and, and as well. I'm just happy you said pecan and not pecan. Oh, yeah, I say pecan, yeah. In Texas, we'll say pecan. Pecan. Oh, it's simple. Yeah. And we're not in Texas, but that's what we're saying. Pecan is for pies. Pecan is for road trips. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's it's funny because that, that, that you're talking about that because this is the appropriate time, obviously, because almost everybody, if they've ever struggled with their weight, tends to slack off a little bit over the holidays. Now, the person that's never gained any weight in their life and have always been a healthy weight, they don't really even notice the holidays then. It's just a blip. It's a few days on the calendar. But for those people that are trying to maintain weight loss or continue weight loss, it really is a hard time. A, you're typically busier, so it's harder to stay on your workout routine. Your routine in general is, is broken because kids are out of school, holiday trips, you know, extra gigantic huge meals that last all day, um, 17 different desserts for a meal when you only needed one pie. You know, you go to you go to my mom's house for Thanksgiving. There's there's enough people there to to eat two pies, but instead we have two pies per person. <laughs> you right. know that and kind of thing. You don't want to be a martyr sitting out while everybody else is indulging. You want to enjoy the festivities. Yeah. And be part of it, but I I don't normally. That's the thing. Normally for three and a half years I never did, and then this Christmas I just decided, kind of like. I'm going to, and I, I truly do regret it now that I did because I'm, I'm not suffering, but I feel that I'm, I was unhappy at the end of December. I was mad at myself and unhappy with my choices. And I you don't have to redo work you've done. I mean, that's the thing. You got you're redoing work that you're, you're regaining ground you already gained, and it's, yeah. it's frustrating when you have to do that. I just yeah. now today got back in my quote unquote skinny pants. Right. You know, uh, because I had gotten where my two my two skinny pairs of pants that were the smallest pair that I'd gotten down to got tight and were uncomfortable right. to wear. And today I've you know, I've lost enough to get back into them and, and be comfortable in them. Um and I don't you know, I don't wanna have to go buy bigger pants. I'm not gonna yeah. go up back that road. I'm just not gonna do it. I refuse. I'll I'll walk around uncomfortable <laughs> all day before I buy that other pair of pants. And that'll motivate me to to eat better for sure. Well we, we know you've done Weight Watchers. Uh, obviously, we've had Jennifer on that did Weight Watchers. We've had we had two or three people on the show that have um, done Weight Watchers over the years. So I think most of our listeners are familiar with the idea of Weight Watchers, but it, it's a little different for everybody. Some people do, only do online. Some people do the meetings. Some people say the meetings are the thing that makes the difference to them. Some people say the points are the thing that makes the difference to them. Um, and then some people, they use it to kind of get started, but they end up kind of coming up with their own ways of eating and things like that. So talk about um, for you, when you said you recommitted to Weight Watchers and you started you started doing the plan and, and working the process again, what did that look like for you? You know, what 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 was pre commitment and then what was post commitment? Well, pre commitment, I think it was just 
whatever. I didn't do any activity. I wasn't physically able to do any activity. I didn't want to do any activity. Right. <clears throat> after after I decided to recommit, I didn't even I wasn't even able to exercise for a, a couple weeks. And then I had finally started to be able to um, exercise just a little bit. And where I live, there's about a there's a little park about a quarter of a mile there. And I finally walked. Got the um, like you know stamina to walk the quarter mile. I would sit down, let my four year old play for a little while, and I would rest. And then I would walk back home another right. quarter mile. And I was thrilled that I was making such progress. And that was a really big deal. And then um, I had just started being able to do that probably five six weeks into Weight Watchers, and um, it was October thirtieth, and we were walking home. And leaves were were covering the ground, so I didn't really notice that there was a giant hole, and I fell into the hole and broke my arm, my wrist in two spots, and fractured my ankle in wow. um, really bad way. And I walked home with my son, and I tried really hard to be calm and cool and not let him see that I was flipping out because I had never broken anything in my entire life before. And I just got home and walked the quarter mile home. And then I just felt so lousy that I was 450 pounds, a broken wrist, a fractured ankle. And I walked home and did it. And, and I was like, if I can get past this, I, I really think I can get through anything. Right. And I never went off plan. I stuck to what I was supposed to eat. I never went and drowned my sorrows in Ben and Jerry's, which is what I would have wanted to do, but I, I didn't. And I just knew then that I was, I was, I really was committed. I really was changing. And, and um, I just really started to build up. I exercise more and more. I just really tried. I just said to my son tonight that he said they're doing like the president's fitness and gym. He can only do mm -hmm. five push-ups. And I said, but are you trying to do six? You know, you got to push yourself. You can't always just be, you know, happy with what you have. You have to keep pushing, you know. And I did try to keep pushing myself and pushing myself. And then when I had lost um, 200 pounds, I joined the Y, which was a huge deal for me. For everybody else in the whole world had probably joined a gym at some point in life. I never had. I had been very nervous about it. I didn't know the right thing to do or anything like that. But I joined it and have been there ever since. And now I work out probably five, six days a week, at least an hour each time. I do weights once a week. And, um, yeah, it's completely changed. When Weight Watchers changed their program about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I really was, I was ready to cry and throw a tantrum because I was guilty of that person going, oh, here's cookies for three points or a banana for three points. I'll choose the cookies because they're three points and I have three points left. And then when uh -huh. they changed, they made fruit and everything free and they changed the point value and stuff. I was so upset because after two years or three years, I had known every single point value inside and out. But then it really forced me to start making better choices and different choices. And right. I started more fruit and eating more vegetables because I could because it was no points. So I was like, all right, well, if that's free, then I'll give me, give me some clementines and give me whatever. <laughs> I really started right. making more smarter choices, more protein-based stuff. And so. That's awesome. Well, you know, um, excuse me, the, uh, the, the idea of um, committing to it and just moving forward 
know, the, the idea, the, the reason the show is called One Meal, One Workout is because um, I decided when I started, because I'm like you, I tried every, I tried a bunch of diets and tried a bunch of exercise plans and I would do, I would do them for like two days or one workout and, and I would just give up and I decided, I, I came up with this idea that anybody can eat one meal and be healthy. You know, anybody can eat one good meal. That's, that's how far I usually got. <laughs> anybody can do one workout. So I thought, I will, I'm just going to play a mind game with myself, and I'm just going to let every meal be that one meal. So all I've got to do is worry about eating healthy at this meal, and that's it. That's the, that's the sum total of my diet changes is right now. It's time for dinner. I need to eat as healthy as I can, make the best choices I can with what I have in front of me at dinner tonight. And then my next workout scheduled for Tuesday night, all i got to worry about is getting there Tuesday night and starting that exercise, whatever it is. And, um, and I just... Did that over and over and over and over and over. You know, I, I say I didn't lose 150 pounds. I lost one pound 150 times. That same idea. And so you know, I have a friend um, that in the past that I worked out with that we started out weighing about the same. And we worked out for a couple of months together. And then he got, quote unquote, busy and quit doing it. And six months later, I'd lost 100 pounds and he gained back the 20 he lost. And so he was right back to where he started. And I, I just want to, I'm saying all that to say to encourage the listeners out there. It really does. Every day that you're successful puts you closer to your goal. And just yeah. like Julie's saying, committing to it and just staying with it and staying with it. And if you mess up, just keep going and not backing off and not failing. Then when you look back from like you, I mean, I'm sure when you looked at it and you said, I need to lose over 300 pounds, that's overwhelming. But that's when you get to 200 pounds and you look back, it's like, well, I'm already here now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like it, that's the past now. Now I'm just looking at this extra 100 pounds in front of me and, uh, and that 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 past is all is already come and gone, you know, and becomes just history, for lack of a better word. Right. So, what what kind of things? Uh, I'm always interested. Like Mark was talking about his roasted uh, roasted broccoli. What kind of things do you like to eat? Now, you said you eat more fruits and veggies. Give us just for fun. What have you eaten today or yesterday? If one's more typical day than the other. Okay, I do not like broccoli. No, just saying. So <laughs> have you tried it grilled? I have not. No, but I have tried to eat it. I really have tried to force myself to eat it, but I just don't. I really just don't like it. That and asparagus, I I try. Try roasting um, it. It'll change your opinion. I promise. I, yeah, I, used to, it. I will. Yeah, if you uh, if you like roasted food and grilled food, it really does because it gives you that kind of that charcoaly. I don't know what you call it. That it makes roasted. it sweet. Yeah. Anyway, that's not I, what the show's about today. So sorry. It Go is. Ahead, I want the show to be about roasted broccoli, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it that. The episode today Tune is Julie Mead and roasted broccoli. If she tried broccoli, Aaron. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out. Okay, for breakfast, I had a whole wheat waffle with one tablespoon of butter and butter. You guys know what butter and butter is? No. What is that? It's a peanut butter substitute that I love, and everybody I've talked to about it loves. Um, I have two different peanut butter substitutes. One, PB2, and that's powdered. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. Big smoothie drinker. I take almond milk. Take a cup of almond milk, put that in a blender with like either sugar-free pudding mix or protein powder or a Weight Watchers shake. They're all kind of the same thing. And add a frozen banana and two tablespoons of this powdered peanut butter. And you have a delicious peanut butter banana shake. And it fills you up all morning long. It's really good. But that's the powdered. I have that a lot. Or on rice cakes as a snack or with mix it up. You just mix it with water and it's really low in calories and fat. And you can have it's it with called PB two. PB two. Okay. Now, I'll I'll do I do almond milk, bananas, and spinach with a little bit of peanut butter in it. But this sounds like it might be better because the peanut butter is where all the calorie is in the 
It's, no, it and is like colors, and you still get the same taste, especially when you put it in like in a smoothie. The peanut, the butter and butter is more the consistency of peanut butter, okay? And but it's a little higher. I mean, it's still it's got to be at least half the calories of regular peanut butter. And the one I had today was like chocolate flavored peanut butter, and I just have one tablespoon of that spread on a. Go ahead. <laughs> is it is it better than butter? It's a better and the letter N butter. Better in butter. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm just trying to make sure I find these items so I can put them in the show notes or something like that. So if people want to try to find better, Joe's has their own version of it. You can probably find it there. Um, better in peanut butter. Better. In, yeah. Got it. Better in um, peanut Whole butter. Foods sells it. Um, okay. My grocery, my local grocery store sells it too. It's in the organic section though. I think. Got it. I found it. Okay. I'm going to order it from elementopi.com forward slash Amazon. So that, that would be most appreciated. A bit of money. Anyway, go ahead. So but you I, had that on, had a, on a whole grain waffle. Like a toasted whole wheat muffin, but I had it today on the waffle and then put a sliced banana on top of that. That was breakfast. And for lunch, I had um, a fiber plus bar, a Greek yogurt, and an apple. And then for dinner, I had a market day um, teriyaki chicken filet, chicken breast, and I just had brown rice because it was left overnight for, for me. So that uh -huh. was leftovers. So and I had you, uh, no sugar added peaches and clementines in the middle of all that. So do you do, I know you do Weight Watchers, obviously, and you do, and there's points associated with things. Do you have any idea off the top of your head how many calories you typically eat on a, in a given day or week or anything like that? Or, is you, or are you just sticking with the points and that's all you... I really don't know. I, I, I don't even know. I would assume it's, I, I, you know, I don't even know. It's got to be somewhere like 1,200, 1,100. Isn't that what a normal amount is? I, I don't yeah. For, a, yeah. for a, a smaller petite frame girl, yeah, I think 1,200 to, to 1,500, depending on your activity level. Um, and I, I, I remember, I want to say I saw in the It Sucks to be Fat interview that you were mentioning you were still losing weight, even sometimes when you weren't expecting to. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Did I see that in the in the article? Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am like I said about the whole gain to like gain a couple pounds at Christmas time. So I am officially trying, but I mean, it's really hard to maintain the weight once you lost the weight, which no one is sympathetic about that either. They they think, oh, poor baby, you're losing too much weight. But it really was getting to be a problem because I really was getting at the very low low end of my weight range, which I'm five eight, so I'm pretty tall. Right. So to, to be in the 130s, I was very thin, and nobody had ever seen me that thin before. And um, people were always making comments that, you know, I was anorexic or something. And yeah. well, it wasn't I'm not a uh, nutritionist or a dietitian, but I'm just guessing that if you're eating 12 or 1,500 calories a day and you're working out an hour a day, um, you know, you probably were at some kind of calorie deficit ongoing like that. And uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, which is great if you – if you enjoy the working out, you know, that's what one of my friends, Seth, was joking about when he saw that I ran uh, 14 miles Saturday. He's like, I found no secret to get everybody to run, Aaron, <laughs> when they realize how many calories you burn. Because, <laughs> like, my yeah. uh, run keeper thing said I burned 2,100 calories when I ran that 14 miles, you know. So, uh, yeah, the, I, I'm definitely um, obviously not trying to tell you what to eat or not to eat. You, you've obviously got that down and been very, very successful. But um, you're, you're – uh, that's a that's a fairly low calorie diet, but if you're satisfied and it's healthy, then it doesn't really 
that's kind of a yeah. neat point. You know? I know. I, during the and then I had a, I had a coffee today from Starbucks. I forgot to add a skinny <laughs> vanilla latte. But um, but I that is the amount of points I'm allowed to have for the day. So I have stuck all that in. Um, right. Um, yeah, as long as you eat your points, I guess. Right. Yeah, and I usually have like pop chips or something at night, like a snack. Um, now, do you count points for that hour of exercise too, and add them into your total and and eat those points? I don't, but I take my weekly ones, and we we almost every Saturday we eat out, and whatever I use a lot of points on the weekend because I will have <laughs> a candy bar, that's yeah. treat, and we will eat out on Saturday. So one way or another, we in, I usually end up with a lot of points used up during Saturday. So I don't feel I always feel like I have a treat. It's my reward. It's like. I really look forward to it. Or if we're going out, like my husband's Christmas party or something, I knew that I could get what I wanted or, you know, right. do whatever. And some people, if they're, they would rather have like a cup of, or a, a glass of wine or something. I'm not really a drinker. So I would rather have a chocolate bar than a glass of wine, I guess. So, right. I yeah, I, we do date night, you know, my wife and I. And when we do date night, I'll still try to order fairly healthy. I'm not going to get the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, spaghetti alfredo covered in chocolate sauce dipped in olive oil and then fried with with bacon wrapped around it but you know i'll but i will I'll, you know i'll eat the chips i'll eat the hot sauce i'll eat the queso if we go out for mexican and i'll get the fajitas not you know and i'll eat that big meal myself because it's it is i have found personally it's easier if i um not necessarily i don't look at it like breaking my diet on the weekends i'm eating hell it's, it's within the scope of my whole thing you know and like you said, you've got those extra points you've saved up through the week, so it's it's I in did. the scope of your week. I do. Like I, do I never stuff. go over them. I stay within. But like even if I go out to dinner, I don't know if you have Red Robins in Texas, but if you and I get a good Red Robin and get a nice big salad like with grilled chicken on it, it still ends up being really high calorie-wise with regular yeah. cheese and croutons. and It's nothing crazy, but it's still just a really nice salad. I really enjoy it, but it, that's where a lot of points end up going. That, that's at least three or four times more points than a dinner throughout the week would be for me. But yeah. I, that's, what, that's what I want. I want to go out and have, enjoy myself. What's funny is we, uh, you know, McDonald's, I'm very excited to see, you know, has now, at least in Georgia, they have their, uh, I'm sure it's everywhere, they have their calories for every dish on every menu, drive-through and inside. Every everything tells you exactly how many calories it is. And we went to a Mexican food lunch at, uh, restaurant at lunch today at work, and they had added the calories to every item on the menu. And one of the girls with us was like, "I can't believe they did that!" Like she was mad because <laughs> now she's being held accountable for what she's. She was like, "I can't believe that!" And what was funny was something that I ordered fairly regularly, which is like the lunch fajitas. That I thought was fairly low calorie because it's grilled meat, peppers, and onions. And I don't know whether they were counting in the beans and the rice and the tortillas and all that, but it was like 1,100 calories for that for that meal. There was lots of meals on that menu that were a 900, 1,000 plus calories. And it's you know for somebody like you who's you know probably eating 12, 1,300 calories a day, man, that's a huge meal if you go somewhere and grab that. I don't know the the enchilada casserole supreme dish or whatever even for me if i go there and i eat a giant bowl of chips and some queso and then eat an 1800 calorie fajita dinner right. you know that can really offset a lot of work i've done during the week if i if i go too crazy exactly. so um, it's nice to know I'm, i was happy that they had the calories on there and that my service was better than the last time i went last time i went the service was horrible so i was much much happier so 
how do you um, continue? You say, is it just the fact that you feel like you've made all this progress and you refuse to go back? You know, what's the ongoing ongoing motivation? That's that's what everybody always says um, to me. You know, well, how you, how are you keeping it off? What are you going to do to stay motivated? You know, five years from now, what are you going to be doing ten years from now? Um, it's kind of hard to quantify. You know, it has been for me at least. But what kind of things do you think about that that keep you watching those point totals well, and really, working the plan? And I really, really like being skinny for one, which I know sounds really obvious, but I really enjoy my life a lot more. I right. I can't ever express to other people how hard my life was, and I never blame anybody. It was my fault, 100% my fault. I would, I'm never one of those people, I had a bad childhood. No, it was my fault. I just ate too much. But life was really, really hard. Everything was hard. I had to buy extra airplane tickets, airplane seats before. I had to have a seatbelt extender in my car. The little things that just made life difficult. I didn't want my son to grow up and, and have his mom have to have two seats to herself in an airplane. But that is that is a big deciding factor now that my life is so much easier and happier. Life is just easy. I just can't express that how much, and I don't take that for granted. I cherish how easy it is that my son will know that we go for family bike rides rather than we just go out for ice cream every night, you know. But I also found out about a year and a half ago that I have MS. So, and I probably wouldn't have even found out if I hadn't lost the weight. But um, when I found out, I went to a specialist at the Cleveland Clinic, and she said that um, even at the state that I was, which was 200-something pounds, she said that I had already made such a drastic improvement in my life by exercising regularly and eating healthy that I was making the disease slow down. And then when I went for a checkup in July, I had a year checkup, and they do all the MRIs and everything all over again. Um, the disease had not progressed at all, at all. It was exact wow. things, which is pretty amazing because it could be. Yeah, it's, yeah it's usually a degenerative disease, right? Normally it progresses. Yeah. That's you incredible. Know, I hope it stays that way, obviously, forever, but she said to me, it's because you're exercising, it's because you're eating right, you're eating fruits and vegetables, your your blood pressure's perfect, your cholesterol's perfect, you're really, really healthy, and that helps. I, I don't smoke, That that's a, you know, a factor, too. So, so you're, you're, it sounds like, in a lot of ways, you're like me, in the sense that one of my motivating factors was... Um, I'd lost my sister to lung cancer the year before. And so I just kept, for about six or seven months, I was thinking about, you know, my sister lost her battle with lung cancer. She had her health taken from her by disease. And the only thing that's wrong with me is that I'm fat and lazy. That's it. That's the only thing that's wrong with me. I just eat too much. I don't ever exercise. And I have no health problems outside that aren't being caused by that. And so um, when I started exercising, my blood pressure came down, my blood sugar came down, my cholesterol came down. And like you too, I mean, you weighed... You know, 450 plus pounds for however long, but once you lost the weight, all of those, you know, all your stuff came back to normal. Your body, you know, normalized uh, yeah. your blood pressure and, and like you're saying, your, your cholesterol and all those kind of things. Uh, the, amazing, the human body is amazing how it can recover 
from the stress we put on it for years, you know, sure. as long as it, as long as you don't break certain thresholds, you know, so obviously if you have a heart attack and things like that, it's, it, you're kind of a little further into it. But um, it, it always amazes me how quickly the body can rebound once you start treating it <laughs> halfway decently, you know. And, and I don't even think I would have gone to the doctor ever when you're that fat, you never go to the doctor, at least in my experience, because I could say my elbow hurts. I know it's because you're overweight. They blame everything on your weight. And they had done that. I had a bad experience when I lived in the UK with my husband and um, I had a problem with my arm and he told me, you need physical therapy because you're overweight. I was like, well, my arm, how does that relate? And he, it was terrible. And, right. You know, just I, but I nagged my husband when he turned 40 to go to get a physical. And then, so when I turned 40, he was like, it's your turn. Guess what's happening? You're going to go to the doctor now. So I was like, all right, all right. Well, I've lost all this weight now. I'll go. You're right. You're right. I'm turning 40. I should, you know, listen to myself. So when I went, I had this, I had just told her very, it was the first time I'd ever seen this doctor. I didn't have a regular doctor. So it was the first time I'd ever seen the doctor and just told her some very minor things that had been happening. And she, I, I, don't know how she knew, but she just knew right away that it wasn't normal at all, and she just sent me for an MRI, and then that's where everything snowballed. Wow. Well, I'm glad to hear that that uh, that the life changes you've made have, you know, reaped benefits you didn't even know you needed to have. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, not awesome that you were diagnosed with, obviously, but awesome that it's hasn't progressed and that you're healthy and, and doing well and being active. Well, you know, if you... Um, I've asked this question to a lot of my my Seth story people as well. If you were standing in line at a at a grocery store and the person in front of you, you know, was overweight and they uh, turned around like some people do, you know, some people are will talk to anybody anywhere. You know, I'm I'm one of those people. They turn around and start talking to you, and you say, "Well, how are you doing?" And they say, "I'm doing all right," but I've just you know they start bemoaning the fact that they need to lose weight and be healthy or whatever. And you know, you only had that three minute window to talk to them. It wasn't somebody that you could work with over time or whatever so like right now the podcast we're, we're kind of nearing the end of it and unless somebody goes and tracks you down um this may be the last few minutes you have to kind of give them some motivation and encouragement what would you say to that person what would you uh what would you what would you like to leave that person with as a final thought of uh what to take away and encourage them to be more healthy well somebody i had a weight watchers leader a long time ago tell me that if I want to lose this weight, then it's, I have to think of it like a journey in my head that it's a journey from New York City to California. If I want to go from New York City to California and I want to take a flight, I am in control how quickly I get there. I can fly directly and don't stop and I can get there and lose it and be there in a day or I can drive and stop at every rest stop and truck stop and see the ball of twine and see a million things on the way and keep stopping and starting and keep stopping and starting and I'll never get there or it's going to take me months and months and months to get there. It's just all up to you. You are in control of what you're you're succeeding at or not succeeding at. Right. I really feel people have to decide on their own. I get asked all the time to help people, but I really feel you have to have it inside you to want to make the difference. If you want my help planning meals, I'll help. If you want my help you want to go to the Y with me, come with me. But I am not going to, I would never tell somebody, here's what you should do because I would have no friends left because, you know, no one wants to hear that. You have to decide on your own. If you've decided to do it, then you have to commit to do it and that's it. 
I think that's great advice. The uh, I had never I've never heard the um, the the New York to Los Angeles analogy. I'm going to steal that and use it frequently because <laughs> it's so true. That's true. You know, you know you, the, how long do you want it to take you? Do you want to uh, lose weight in a year or do you want to lose it in five years? I, I think also part of that analogy is you got to realize it is a journey. We don't have teleporters. You're going to drive. You know, it's going to happen, and and people get frustrated when they can't get there now. Right. Yeah, like my, my example I gave of my friend earlier, he got in the car in New York and, and drove to Jersey and turned around and came home <laughs> and stopped. That was it. He's still sitting at the house. Uh, that's incredible. So you have a blog mm-hmm. called Julie is going, 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 going. Oh, there's only two goings. Julie is going, <laughs> going, gone.blogspot.com. Right. Uh, if somebody wanted to follow you and get more encouragement from you, if I was just lying and said that that 30 seconds was the last 30 seconds you had and they did want to keep in touch with you is it the best place to go there do you have a facebook page that you would also direct people to what do you recommend um anything i'm i'm all over i'm on twitter at at jules 23 okay. j-u-l-e-s 23 and i'm on facebook it's julie mead and or the blog Just julie mead on facebook yep awesome well i will uh i'll definitely um send you the link when the podcast comes out it'll come out Assuming Mark has the time to edit it tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, it'll come out Friday morning, bright and early, and uh, be up on the LNOP website. And I'll post it on, um, it'll, it'll link into the One Meal and Workout uh, Facebook page also as well. So feel free to, to pass that link on, and I hope people come and listen and, right, and read our story. Sounds I'm good. So, yeah. The, um, the thing that I think I'm going to take away from this, Julie, is for me, whenever you talked about you broke your ankle and you still walked home, <laughs> you know, I had a similar moment, um, not quite as dramatic. It was, but I had I, I had a moment like that, and I didn't know if that translated to other people. But hearing you say you had a similar thing kind of happen, and just the um, that if I can get through this, I can do anything type moment, I think that's good. And and I'm going to hold on to mine. I'm not going to take everybody's time and tell the story about it right now, but I'll, I might tell it later. Uh, I'm going to hold on to mine too and remind myself of that, you know, especially about mile 25 on March 17th <laughs> when I'm climbing that last hill and trying to finish that marathon. I'm going to I'm going to think about you and say, if Julie walked home with a broken ankle for a quarter mile, I can run this last quarter mile. Um, so fantastic! I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for being with us. And uh, I, I'm you. Uh, I think. You know, you've, you've, you've alluded to a couple of times people kind of giving you a hard time or whatever if you know about, oh, having trouble getting to your size four. But I guarantee you more people are being inspired by your journey and what you've done than are, are jealous of it. And uh, maybe the ones that will be jealous can be motivated to, to do it themselves. So, again, I appreciate your time and thanks for, uh, thanks for being with us. Nice meeting you guys. Uh, if you want to know more about Julie, you can go to uh, julieisgoinggoinggone.blogspot.com. Or Julie Mead on Facebook.com and uh, read more about her incredible journey. She, I mean, that's, that's probably one of the most amazing transformations I've ever seen. Um, 300 plus pounds is just incredible. Uh, it makes me feel like, man, I, I need to lose some more weight. Cause I- <laughs> yeah, see, I was just thinking, you know, I weighed 400 pounds, I broke my leg, and I continued my workout. What's your excuse, wimp? I know exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm going to remember that, and I'm going to think about that next time I'm feeling, you know, lazy on a yeah. on a on a run or something. I'm, I'm kind of cramping a little bit. I stubbed my toe last week, and yeah. I'm not sure I'm up for it. I don't know if I'm going to run tonight, Cheryl. I have a blister. Right. <laughs> I'm going to tell my wife about it. So she can say Julie broke her ankle and walked home. Aaron, <laughs> get out there.
<laughs> so anyway, well, um, we, we, we mentioned Julie is going, going, gone.blogspot.com. I mentioned facebook.com forward slash one mill workout. And I also mentioned one mill workout.com, our main website. Um, of course, the, the, the host company, the, the company that makes this podcast possible is elementopi.com. You can go there. There's forums there. There's other podcasts, all of which include Mark. So as long as you're not sick of him, uh, I was joking about that earlier, but if, you're, if you want to hear more great podcasts, um, every podcast on the network is, is worth listening to. may not be your favorite subject, but uh, it will be entertaining and encouraging and enlightening in several other E-words. So, um, Mark, if you don't have anything else, I'm just going to call it a night. It's a night. It's like, it's like 4 o'clock in the morning somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. It is. All right. Well, uh, Elvin Opie world out there, uh, one million workout world out there. Thank you for being with us and uh, get out there and get at people. Oh, wait, I can't end with that. I have to live with. Remember, <laughs> before starting any diet or exercise program, even if it's Weight Watchers, it's important to consult your health care provider. My lawyers make me say that. If I have